this gospel is powerful. And so I went to the person that led me to the Lord. I said, is it possible to stop sinning? How would you have answered me? Yes. Most of you are thinking no. But you didn't dare to say it. Most of us think no. But if you think no, you'll be miserable. And you will sin. If you think it's possible to stop sinning, to be perfect in that moral sense, you will start having victory over your sins. And if you aim at what God wants you to aim at, you're going to start hitting the mark. And you're going to see that target over there, and you're going to, wow, that's the bull. Wow, man, I'm getting close. And you're going to get encouraged because you're going to feel that perfection coming in you, not in a self-righteous way, but in a clean, victorious way. I believe that we can be perfect. I do not know anyone that is. So that's why we say it's impossible. I don't know anybody. I know some people that think they are, but they're very difficult to be around. But the possibility that Jesus Christ work on the cross is totally sufficient against the power of sin. The penalty of sin. Most people believe that. Well, we say we believe it. We don't but against the power of sin and the penalty of sin and ultimately the presence of sin. It's total victory on the cross. I one time, Paul and I, I think Paul was there, this guy, and, and this story comes to my mind often, said um, he spoke to Dallas Theological Seminary and there was 500 of us there, all theologians listening carefully. And he said he goes into many fundamental churches and Deacons' wives and elders will stand up in the middle of his preaching, in the middle of his preaching, and say, that's a lie. Yeah, I'd never heard of that happening. I mean, the fundamental Bible-believing churches that I went to, everybody was extremely respectful when anybody spoke. But when this guy came in, people would stand up and call him a liar, leaders, publicly. Isn't that something? So I kind of like people like that. So I sat next to him at lunch, and I said, Hey, what do you do that makes these demons, because that's what they were, religious spirits, I said, what do you do that makes these demons manifest? You know what he said to me? Never forget it. He said, I preach the cross. Whew, that gives me goosebumps. I preach the cross, the total work of Jesus Christ, to eliminate sin, sorrow, sickness. To destroy the works of the devil. And once the devil thinks you're destroying his works, believe me, if you just, you know, you'll get better as a Christian. You'll feel a lot better. God will forgive your sins. It's all true, but it's said with such a lack of depth of understanding what that means. That when somebody comes and preaches it, to the fullness, this man had a certain kind of anointing that I don't have, although one time I did. I was just out of seminary. God had shown me, God had shown me the power of baptism. The power of baptism is you're dead. Well, how many things can you make a dead man do? You tell me, not a lot. 
No. No. He can't make me sin anymore. It's dead. And you're raised to newness of life. That's what baptism is. So I, I had, like, you know, we know some things, and sometimes we really know them. And I was, I just, one day at seminar, I, I just really knew this, and partly because of this man, I'm sure. But I really knew what baptism, oh my goodness, it means power over sin, promise of eternal life, a marriage feast with Jesus. So Paul and I did a, a baptism together once, and, and the Lord gave me a message. <laughs> Can I avoid telling the story? <laughs> Can I tell it? Oh, that's good. It was a little bit offensive. It was a little bit offensive. Well, okay, I'll tell. All right. So Paul and I are going to do a baptism together, and he was going to do the baptism. I was going to do the preaching, I think. And but I thought baptism. It's a, it's a birthday. It's a funeral. It's a birthday. It's a marriage. All those things are happening. I said, wow. I mean, everything that we do as humans that's really monumental is wrapped up in baptism. Birthday, funeral, wedding feast. This is great. So what would you do? You'd dress up. And most of those occasions, you could dress in black. Now, I own a limousine. Somebody gave me a limousine. It was actually a pallbearer's car. So I thought, I'll drive my funeral car, and I'll dress in all in black. Now you remember, Karen? <laughs> so, so this is how I know I'm supposed to be working with Paul, too. So I came, uh, so I dressed. I had a black uh, mock turtleneck. I still remember what I was wearing. I had black pants, which I almost never, never, never wear. Black belt, black shoes, perfectly black. And I went there, and Paul was dressed in a black turtleneck, black belt, I mean, the same kind of turtleneck, everything, black shoes, black socks. And I said, Paul, I even have black underwear. He said, and he said, so do I. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm glad you're taping this. This is so important. (laughs) Anyway. At, at baptisms, I realized the, the, the power of the cross. At least I realized it mentally so it could gradually sink into my heart. And uh, so I was speaking shortly after um, graduation from seminary. And I had gone, uh, and I was in Dallas, and I was at the home of a person who really respected Dallas Theological Seminary. You know, wow, the the theologians of the world are trained there, you know, the presidents of Moody and Wheaton and many, many seminaries, uh, Colorado, Denver, uh, our graduates, uh, Swindoll, you know. So got a great deal of respect for Dallas Seminary. So this woman had been teaching for years a fundamentalist Bible study. And she had about ten women. They had nice tea. They looked like they were wealthy and they were a little bit older. And she'd been teaching that Bible study for like 20 years or something. And when I went to it, I got an invitation to come to it. She said, oh, well, you just graduated from Dallas Seminary. Why don't you teach today? I said, oh, all right, I'll, I'll teach the Bible study. So they were all sipping tea. And, and uh, so I thought, well, I'll just teach about baptism and the power of the cross. 
So I said something like, um, you don't have to ever sin. And she spoke out, that's not true, out loud like that. Like, I said, whoa, I got one. <laughs> she said, out loud, that's not true. And now she's been teaching this Bible study 20 years. And I said, well, well I was a little, you know, I was just green behind it. I didn't know how to handle this. And I said, I wasn't going to try to cast the demon out. I just didn't, you know, ladies there or anything. And I said, well, well, the Bible says right here. And she said out loud, I don't care what the Bible says. <laughs> yeah, that's what I did too. Oh, wow, wow. <laughs> I wanted it. Anyway, the devil does not want you to know that you don't have to sin. He does not want you to know that. He wants you to be a perfectionist and live in gross private sin, gross judgmentalism, gross criticalness and self-deprecation. That's how he wants you. And be a perfectionist. That's what he wants for you. But to be